0: Welcome to the Conscious Business Leader Show. I'm Anna Choi, founder and CEO of Conscious Business Coaching, helping high achieving business leaders prevent burnout to grow in flow. Our firm empowers the next generation of global leaders who will cause a tipping point in elevating humanity's consciousness. Join us for the end of the show, where we'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing business inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Ready? Let's go.
1: Right now, we have Brendan from Master Talk. How are you doing, Brendan?
2: Very good, Gabby. How about yourself?
1: I'm good, I'm good. Glad you're joining us today.
2: Of course, pleasure mine.
1: Yeah, so please tell me about Master Talk and also about yourself.
2: Yeah, of course. So, my name is Brendan. I'm the founder of Master Talk, which is a YouTube channel I started to help the world master the art of communication and public speaking. And how I got started, Gabby. Was when I was in university, I used to do these things called case competitions. Mm. So think of it like professional sports, similar to what you're doing, but it, for nerds. <laughs> okay. Right? Kind of, I'm kind of like the nerd version. So where other other guys my age were playing soccer or rugby or mm-hmm. something, as you can tell from looking at me, I wasn't really built for those things. So what I did instead is I applied the same competitive spirit, but to presentations. So mm. for three years, I probably presented hundreds of times, coached dozens of people on communication, really to get a job in corporate America. I'm based in Canada though. Right. So then I started working and then I realized that I wanted to make a bigger difference in the world. Mm-hmm. That's when the idea for Mastrock came to be, because I realized that a lot of the communication information in the world, especially the one the ones that are available for free, are really bad. You know, you hear right. advice like, oh you like you should like be yourself or so I started making videos and then it grew from there and it turned into a business.
1: Okay. So from, like you said, your own personal experience and then made a business out of it. And I definitely agree because I go into school as well and I take communication classes for business school. It's like, yeah, a lot of it doesn't cover like real world things of how you need to be. It's either like be yourself woo, or it's like be super robotic. And it's like not that middle ground that you actually need to have great conversations while still remaining
2: professional. Absolutely. I completely agree.
1: Yeah. So what would you, say, would you say were the biggest challenges to get to where you are today?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, Definitely a lot along the road. But I would say the biggest one is probably the insecurity I had. You mm-hmm. know, I started mass truck at a really young age, Gabby. I started at 22
0: okay. and I started
2: coaching executives when I was 23 and I was charging the same as everyone mm-hmm. else. So lots of insecurity for sure. I mean, why, why would anyone listen to me? Mm-hmm. And I think how I overcame that was this idea of where does confidence actually come from? And I've always believed that it comes from two areas. One mm-hmm. is preparation. How much are you actually preparing for this? Yes, It's right, mm-hmm. obvious. But the second one is not, what not many people talk about. It's not drinking a glass of water, right? It's not breathing before a presentation. Right. It's not power posing your way to success. I think all of that's useless, actually. I think the way that you, you succeed is by having a belief system. Mm-hmm. Why are you actually doing this to begin with? And for me, it was very simple. Was I scared of those executives when I started? Absolutely. But mm-hmm. what I was more scared of was the six-year-old girl or boy who can't afford communication. Mm-hmm. And I'm the only person they can watch pretty much in that, in that age group. So I needed to find out how to make money and how to build financial resources so I can make the quality of the production that I do today on YouTube.
1: Wow. Yeah. Basically going back to your why, and I I can relate to that because like I said, where I'm at right now being in the professional realm, and it's just like, you just think about those people that you're trying to help and inspire. And it's like, okay, cannot give up on what I'm doing and let my insecurity eat it up.
2: (laughs) I'm with you. Absolutely.
1: And so with that, obviously
2: with YouTube, because I'm assuming you work from home. You got it. So it's like a mix. So, you know, I fly out for clients sometimes speaking engagements but then the other side of that is definitely just making the videos, grinding out the content, filming with my right. video guy to get everything sorted. Absolutely.
1: Okay. So with also the part of working from home, how do you balance just your personal time at home? And then how do you balance working?
2: Yeah, it's definitely tough. I'm not the best person to ask for that. But I think the <laughs> idea, the, the way that I think about it is, and I'm sure you there's some part of it that you'd agree with as well mm-hmm. your professional career and what you're doing, mm-hmm. is this idea of balance is a vague subject balance means different things to different people yes but right? for some it's work nine to five be home you know for people of family with the kids after work and mm-hmm. ends off but to somebody who wants to achieve an excruciating amount of success that makes no sense
1: mm-hmm. like
2: you can't just be you can't just stop working at five every day yeah so so I, it really depends who you are and what balance mm-hmm. you want for your life so i think what i would encourage people to do is define that for yourself I'm not saying you need to work like a dog, but what I am saying is you need to figure you need to align what it is you're looking for out of this life mm-hmm. and the work ethic you need to put in to get to that goal. So if your goal is to say, you know, Brenda, after a lot of thought, I want to work eight, I want to make eighty thousand dollars a year, work forty hours a week so I can spend the rest of my time with my family, that's mm-hmm. perfect. The only thing I'll ask you is why aren't you spending enough time with your family? Why aren't you doing that? Right. But the opposite is also true. If you want to be like, if you want to achieve great, like incredible amounts of financial or huge accomplishment success,
1: mm-hmm. well,
2: then you have to align your expectations to that as well.
1: Absolutely. And so for you, what do you do? Or do you spend some time playing video games or just relaxing? Like what is your go-to
2: relaxation time outside of work? <laughs> yeah. So i once again, bad person to talk to. But the way that I think about it. <laughs> Be honest. This, That's, okay. It's yeah, about you. That's okay. Of course. Of course, I'm happy to. So so the way that I think about it and how I've designed my life is I made an intentional decision to live with my mother until I'm 30.
1: Okay. Because,
2: you know, she she there's not many people in the house. So you know, she she gets lonely. That's one mm-hmm. part, right? So I get to spend my time with her. Because I don't know when she'll leave Earth, right? She'll yeah, leave right. Ten years, hundred years, who knows? Yeah, enjoying right? that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the other part of that is just it also optimizes my life. So mm-hmm. I don't do any chores, right? So I, but I work 16 hours a day. So essentially oh, wow. what I do okay. is like, like today, I, I've, let's just say I have a lot more than one interview. Right? <laughs> so you just go through all of that. And then the hour, the two-hour fragments that I have, mm-hmm. I go up to my mom. I have dinner with her. I talk to her. I engage okay. with her and my sister. And then, of course, outside of that, the, the hobbies that I have is having dinner with my friends and yelling at them over controversial questions. <laughs> about life. And uh, the other part of it is listening to podcasts like this one.
1: Okay, perfect. So like you said, you figured out what works for you, even if that's not something other people
2: do. That's how you oh, yeah. function
1: and it works for you.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. I don't recommend that, that's the thing, you know, it's it's like with happiness, Gabby. <laughs> it's most people use other people's definition of happiness for And we all have different less. Like for you, right? I would assume one of the things that makes you happy, that relaxes you is when you wake up in the morning, you go for a run. Right? Just for Sometimes, depending you're on the day, time. but yes. <laughs> sure. Let's say let's say you're outside of a competition, right? It was like the Yes, gym. it is nice. Yeah right Whereas somebody like me would never do what you're doing like i'd never <laughs> i would never do that i'd never put myself in the same way you maybe wouldn't want to do 30 interviews in a day or mm-hmm. like yeah. i don't want to do that or be a youtuber and make all these videos right so it sounds crazy so mm-hmm. it, it's, it's all about picking the right sport mm-hmm. for you in the same way it applies to happiness and the exercise i recommend everyone do and literally pause the podcast as you're doing this
1: mm-hmm.
2: is make that list right what actually brings you joy like for me it's clubbing, dancing in my basement, hanging out with my family. I like the
1: specific in your basement. It's it's very
2: specific, right? (laughs) But notice how when you're listening, you're like, that doesn't bring me joy. I say, exactly, that's the point. What's your Mm -hmm. Mm lesson? So make that for yourself.
1: I love that. I need to apply that and figure out exactly what it is that makes me
2: in (laughs) flow. You know, as I'm talking, I'm I'm thinking about this. You probably have like the best job in the world, don't you?
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty great. I'm not going to lie. Going from, you know, running as a job to talking to great people like yourself in the afternoon and evening. So it's Great. great. I can't complain too much at all. So like you said, you're okay. 16 hours a day. Like you said, that's been your choice, which is great. How do you keep yourself in a high like in high performance, in that flow, to go that many hours?
2: Absolutely. Yeah. For me, it's definitely talking to great people like yourself, right? Thank keep you. <laughs> to, to go through all of these issues, <laughs> these other things I have to do during the day. But mm-hmm. the other one is I take mini dance breaks Okay. Right? In between in, in between meetings. So let's say I got seven minutes for the next interview. I literally just go dance in my basement, listen to two songs, and I get back in. And That's the other great. thing I do is I just talk to my family. I, I guess I'm just really excited by what I do, you know. For it, don't get me wrong, if I was spending 16 hours doing something else I didn't like, I, I wouldn't last that long.
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
2: right. I would probably right. last a, an hour and I would just go, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> when it comes to something I really enjoy doing, like you know, meeting mm-hmm. great people, talking about master talk, writing YouTube scripts, coaching clients, I could definitely do that 16 hours a day.
1: Okay. And then what kind of music do you listen to when you're doing your little dance breaks?
2: Oh, that's interesting. I actually listen to a lot of different kinds of music. So okay. there's like eight different languages on my on my oh, phone. Wow. Do you like speak eight Korean. different languages? No, I speak three, but I can okay. karaoke in eight. Yeah.
1: Oh, you can karaoke <laughs> You'll figure it out in eight. Okay. There you go. Another You're
2: probably thinking, how is this guy a six-figure business owner? Yeah, it's just uh... No,
1: I find the people who actually find like joy in life usually are have like the money, but also are actually happy. So I think that's good for our listeners to see something different, to be honest with you. And okay. so I'm curious in detail, what is your YouTube channel like, you know, is it specific videos just about communication? Or are you also saying as far as like networking, like what exactly can they, our listeners find on your YouTube channel?
2: Yeah, absolutely. You could think of master talk as the conglomerate, the, the global uh, version of anything related to communication. So any question that anybody has is probably answered or will be answered on the channel. So things like, how do you build relationships really quickly? How do you present to an audience you've never met? How do you present mm-hmm. in a second language? These are the topics I cover on MasterTalk oh, okay. that I go into excessive detail. So you can watch the video and apply the tips right after the video is over. So that's the goal. And mm-hmm. uh, we hope to grow from there.
1: Yeah, that's great. And so, as far as the way you're communicating about your communication videos, is a way for even like kids, like you said, to watch as well. Or there's some that's more for, you know, executives. Like, how does that work as well?
2: Absolutely. You know, the the way that I've designed Master Talk is, is so anyone can watch it. Mm-hmm. You know, you could be a fifth grader and understand the content perfectly. And I coach a lot of six-year-olds. Actually, most most of them are Aww. my executives as kids. So that's that's kind of how that works. You know, they run the but world,
1: that, anyways. <laughs> right.
2: And, and the other side of it is, if you're an executive, you'll definitely take away a lot of insights as well. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's the content's very professional. You know, I'm in a suit and I'm in a fancy place. So so I, it appeals to both uh, parties. Okay. I think that's a good way of looking at it.
1: Perfect, but I think your personality is good that you you know can appeal to all sides. <laughs> of course, whenever you have to. And so I'm curious, where, what do you see for your peers? Like, what do they struggle with when it comes to energy management? Like you said, you deal obviously with all types of people and you're around all the time. What do you really see?
2: Yeah. For, for me, what I've, what I've seen, especially in the context of public speaking, is mm-hmm. this idea of momentum, mm-hmm. right? So 5% of your effort will lead to 95% of your energy in something like public speaking. Because yeah. at the beginning, it's really hard to get the fuse started. Because everyone has the same limiting belief, which is they can't master communication. Oh, this is not for Mm -hmm. me, Brenda. I've tried this for decades. It's not going to work. So what we need to do to fuel that up, to spark the energy, and this applies for all industries, is how do you get the quick win? How do you build momentum really quickly? Mm -hmm. So for example, if you want to run a marathon, you're better off starting with, well, one mile, and then you go to two, then you go to four, eight, 16. And then at some point, you're running longer than the marathon actually is. And you go, Mm -hmm. wow, this is a joke. Same thing with public speaking. So for me, what I do is I, is I give them the easiest trick in the book that I'm happy to share here. It's called the puzzle method. All you do is treat your public speaking presentations like a jigsaw puzzle. Okay. You know those puzzle pieces you kind of put together with your family?
1: Yeah. So, <laughs> Forever so for me so I'm not great at puzzles. So. Right?
2: Oh, me neither. Don't worry. Okay, not a puzzle. Cool. It's just an analogy. <laughs> so, so if I asked you, Gabby, let's say you're working on this puzzle. You, okay. you don't need to be an expert to answer this mm-hmm. question. Which pieces would you start with first and why?
1: The outside. Are you supposed to make the border?
2: Okay, cool. See, I know that at least. <laughs> you got it. That's what, That's it, right? That was the okay. question. Right. Great. And, and that's the thing. So we start with the corners because they're easier to find. It's easier to work our way in the middle. Mm-hmm. But why don't we do that in public speaking? We have a presentation in business, mm-hmm. at work, at school. So what do we do? We start the middle first. We shove a bunch of content. And then we ramble the entire presentation. Right. We get to the last slide. And it sounds something like this. Uh, blah, yeah, so thanks.
1: So yeah, right it's always like, so yeah thanks.
2: right it's it's 95 of presentations mm-hmm. but if we start to treat our presentations like a chick saw puzzle mm. and we start with the edges first practice your introduction 50 times not three times not five times, do it 50 times okay. same thing with the conclusion what's a great movie with the terrible ending terrible movie last time i checked right so 50 okay. times the conclusion mm-hmm. two hours of practice will change your life and in the context of energy when somebody looks at that presentation and goes, "Wow, I'm actually really good at this public speaking thing," then the energy flows.
1: I love that, <laughs> and that's why I need to start because it's so interesting. Even when it comes to writing, I feel like we were told intro, con- you know, the content and conclusion. And so we even got away from even doing the intro first, where it's like, we have to get the content in there. We have to make sure that at some point, and then it's like, I've just seen such terrible intros, like, okay, now this is already going to be bad. Now I'm not paying attention to what you're saying in the middle, and I'm waiting for the wrap-up, and then the wrap-up was bad, too. And it's like, well.
2: You're, you're already getting a wrap, you know, for yeah. lunch. You're already out of there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm ready to, exactly. I'm ready to go. And so I'm so curious, with everything, with the success that you've had, where do you see your business going for, in the next three to five years?
2: Yeah, I think for me, what I've realized over you know the years that I've done Master Talk, it's a lot more than just a business. You know, at the beginning it was it wasn't even a business; it was just me making YouTube videos, right. and then eventually turned into what I hope to be a movement. And this mm-hmm. idea of Dale Carnegie was the author of How to Win Friends and Influence People. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, was born in the wrong time period of history. Mm-hmm. The, the time that he was born in wasn't the best place to coach communication simply Mm -hmm. because he couldn't guest on the show he couldn't have his own youtube channel in the same way i can today right and through a series of random experiences i ended up becoming the youngest peach coach i guess in the world based on what i know anyways so what i decided to do is say okay why don't i just democratize the information for everyone why don't i make it accessible Mm -hmm. so that every single person who grows up and wants to be a superstar whether it's a track and field superstar or whether it's somebody wants to be a chef in a restaurant and build it up to a five-star restaurant mm-hmm. and whatever the dream is I want to make sure to, so I, I want to make sure the resources are there so it can be the bridge between everyone's amazing ideas that's the goal
1: and I definitely believe you're going to accomplish every single one of them <laughs> and so also where is there any way for like listeners or just anyone to ask questions if let's say there's just something you haven't covered on your YouTube channel what is the way that they can reach out just to ask any questions
2: Absolutely. You know, the best way to reach out is definitely the YouTube channel. You mm-hmm. can just type MasterTalk in one word there. But then when you get to the YouTube channel, if you're very keen on asking me a question, I'm happy to answer. My okay. contact email is actually there. You just go to, con, you know, to view. There's a tab. You, you can find it really easy. You just click the capture and you'll find my email.
1: Perfect. And then your website as well, mastertalk.ca? You got it. Perfect. Well, Brendan, thank you so much and congratulations on all your success so far. I'm really, really looking forward to the impact that you'll make with Master
2: Talk. Of course, Kevin. Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks for listening to the Conscious Business Leader Podcast. If you're a conscious business leader or entrepreneur who would like to be on the program, please visit slash apply. Now, if you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone, text it to a friend, or post it on the socials. And if you do that, tag us with the hashtag ConsciousBusinessLeader. Now, can you also hook us up now to your podcast player and just give us a thumbs up or a rating and review? Your feedback helps us better empower that next generation of global leaders to cause a tipping point in elevating humanity's consciousness through being a loving presence. While you're at it, hit the subscribe button. You know why? Because each week you're going to be inspired and energized 15 minutes a day. My name is Anna Choi. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at AnnaSunChoy.com. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Conscious Business Leader Movement.